Hey Spartans, we are here. We pulled a video out of the vault from a year ago. The Winter Agogi. Ray Morvan, you are going to love this. Um, he faced some serious struggles, but the mountains in Vermont and the Winter Agogi and 30 below temperatures will change anybody's life. Um, kind of like these kettlebells are going to change my family's life. They don't know it, but I, um, I ordered 10 kettlebells for Christmas. We threw away the traditional holiday gifts. Everybody's getting a 20 kg kettlebell. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, talk to you guys soon, you're going to love this video. Future. So, uh, welcome to the Spartan Up podcast here in Vermont, it's a home from home for me. Uh, I'm here as a guest, Mark, and we have Del to my left. Ooh. Another guest from the UK, in fact. I know, we're taking over, we're invading today. So, uh, <laughs> 50%. <laughs> and the only American. And the only That's American right. there, Sephra. Blessings. Represent. So you're a rewilding, refocusing expert here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and of course, the Canada. inimitable Dr. Waite. Thank over you. Here. I like that word, inimitable. Inimitable, yeah. yeah. I think cool. and, and we're just the obnoxious talent. Of course, we have the director, Marion, behind the camera, too. Today, we're talking to Ray Morvan, uh, yeah. someone that you and I know fairly well. Very well. Uh, I've known him from the death race for a number of years. I have a little bit of his background, but I think he talks about that in this segment. So yeah. let's go take a look. Actually, and I just want to mention, as we do go to Ray, uh, so pretty humble guy. He didn't mention he is actually a death race champion. He's uh, competed in nine, which I think is the record by far. He won one. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a bit. All right. So here we are um, out here in beautiful Pittsfield, Vermont. It's about probably uh, five degrees out right now. And I'm standing here with Ray Morvan. And I got to ask you, Ray, what in the world are you dressed for and what are you doing here? Well, I'm a mortgage officer by day, a loan officer, and I come here to, to see what's going on here in Pittsfield today and uh, enjoy some of this wonderful weather we have out here. Well, you've got to be one tough guy because I'm telling you what, it is chilly out here, and I can see you're a little bit cold, but you're, not, you're hiding it pretty well. Have you, have you been out in this kind of environment before? Yeah, I grew up, uh, my family has a maple sugar operation out of Northfield, Vermont, and we've been tapping trees for the last couple of weeks, and I'm outside all the time after work. I just sit in a chair all day, but I'm up and out after work and in the woods, skate skiing or doing something. All right, but I understand that this isn't the toughest thing you've ever done. You've been through quite a bit in your life. Yeah, I've had um, some challenges. Um, one, I've had approximately 20 to 26 abdominal surgeries that I've, um, I still deal with um, that will eventually... Is that Maybe. From the, that's not from the maple shirt, sugar? No, done a few death races. Um, the a biggest, few is how many? Nine. All right, that's more than a few. Yeah, I've done nine death races, and that includes team death races, summers, and winter death races. So the cold weather is my favorite time of the year. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, it's impressive. So um, while you're out here and you're doing these death races, what are kind of the, some of the lessons you've taken from that? I mean, obviously, you're standing out here and you're braving the elements and you're acting like it doesn't bother you, so... How have you learned to kind of be that manly? It's really about, I compartmentalize my emotions. I've learned that um, many years ago when I was in the service. Um, the way I was raised by my grandparents um, to be pretty stoic. I was raised basically in the streets of New York City. My father taught me if somebody comes at you with a baseball bat, they hit you, stand back up and take them down. Um, I really use that to survive my challenges. It's how I've got through my addiction issues with alcohol and opiates, and that's another whole story. And it's how I've survived in the hospital for weeks, months at a time by myself, because when you're in a hospital in the U.S., you're pretty much left alone to defend for yourself. So the mountains here in Pitfield have really taught me to be uh, self-reliant, to really put one foot in front of the other no matter what the obstacle is, and to chunk things down into the task at hand, whatever that might be in your life on a daily basis. And, and that's what I learned here. And one of my favorite sayings from Joe is uh, figure it out. 
And that's what I use every day when I find a challenge is just figure it out because there is a solution out there that each of us can find to move forward one step at a time. Yeah, I tell you, just from listening to you, I can tell you, you're the embodiment of grit. But have you ever, during this um, journey you've been on, uh, have you ever kind of come up against the wall, if you will, and said, you know, uh, I can't continue or I need to back back down or something? I mean, when, when do you know you've hit that mark? Well, I, I typically don't back down too much, um, but for me, it was in 2013 team death race when my, uh, who she's my friend now, but um, my soon-to-be ex-wife sent me a text message uh, between her and her, her boyfriend. That's another story, but it was in the middle of the night out here, and my world came crashing down. Um, but no one on this mountain was about to let me just quit. I actually was coming down to find Joe and to bail out. Um, but that wasn't going to happen. And that's really, I think, where I've learned most of my determination was to make it through the next day and a half or 36 hours with a dead cell phone, knowing my marriage is over and um, I can't go anywhere. So I kept just driving forward, and I tried to do that every day. Yeah, so just kind of controlling what you can control and putting everything else out to the side. Exactly. It's, it's all about little chunks of information. Yeah, well, we've heard from many different people on the podcast say how they, they interpret it, whether it's the, the three foot in front of you or mm-hmm. the reach rule or whatever, but kind of trying to break it down and just focusing on the challenge in front and not so much. You can have the goals that are out there, mm-hmm. but you've got to, as you've been saying, take it the one step at the time to accomplish those goals. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, have you ever thought to yourself, and, and everybody does, Joe's got this great thing when... Uh, when people run a Spartan race, and I've seen them do it, and people come up to them and say, that wasn't as hard as I thought. And Joe will look at him and say, did you win? <laughs> <laughs> well, so if it wasn't that hard, you should have won, right? Correct. So have you ever thought to yourself, damn, if I would have just pushed a little harder, I would have been first, or I would have accomplished something more than I've done? Or uh, No, I really feel that uh, Spartan races and death races, or what y'all are doing here today, which looks like a great event, is all about an individual mentality. It's, it's team to get through it, but each race is run differently. Each person's journey is different. So I think anyone who has the grit to show up here in Pittsfield or anywhere in the world to do one of these races is a winner as soon as they put on their shoes and their, their uniform to go out here. Yeah, I would agree with you as well, but we don't like to give medals for second place, right? Or, right. or eighth place or something, as Joe would say. But for all those people who are kind of out there uh, thinking... They might want to try something like this. What's your advice to them to kind of how, how should they get off the couch and get started? Lace up and suit up. That's all you have to do. You get out there and do it. Pick a small race. Instead of a burpee break, today we have a tip from Spartan SGX. Did you know the best way to get strong may be by using your own body weight? Accumulating time in body weight positions, like the top of a push-up or hanging from a pulp bar without motion, can make you even stronger than doing actual repetitions. Start by hanging from a pull-up bar for 10 seconds or holding a high push-up for 30 seconds. Then start accumulating 1 to 5 minutes in each position, taking breaks and stopping the clock as needed. Become unstoppable. Spartan SGX Training. All right, you've been kind of open as we've been uh, talking here a little bit mm-hmm. about your your past, and it uh, you haven't always been this guy as far as um, upstanding banker, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you've had some uh, issues in your past with uh, drug and yep. some addictions and everything. What, what can you talk to us a little bit about that and how you got through that and the lessons that you learned from Spartan to help you fight that? Sure, I'd love to. I, th- I think it's a major issue in today's society. Um, I was an alcoholic and an addict, and I own that. 
And I'm not ashamed of that because it's how my journey got me here today. Um, when I first came out of rehab in 2009, I went to Hazleton in Minnesota. I found this race just by chance on the website, the death race in 2009, that was my first one. And I used that to say, okay, I need to challenge myself. I need to find something that I can figure out how to, to stay off the drugs and alcohol. And that first race got me hooked on really being fit and changing my diet, but more importantly, and I go back to the figuring it out. And what I figured out out here is that I can be by myself in my head and not have to numb that up with alcohol or yeah. opiates to face my obstacles, um, to keep moving forward because life gets better. And even being out here in these mountains on a daily basis, even if it's five below zero, it will get better for you. Um, I did struggle again a few years later. I, even though, and I'm gonna be honest here, I'm gonna throw it out on the table. I, I was clean on alcohol, but I really never gave up the opiates. And I spent five years fighting that opiate addiction up until just a couple of years ago. A lot of people don't know that, and, um, and I'm ashamed of that a little bit, but it's a true story because opiates are hard to break in, today's, in this world right now. And uh, coming back into doing all these death races just kept making me realize that I can do anything I put my mind to and, and figuring out how to do it and realizing that my path is a little bit different than others, but we're all on the same journey and finding people to surround ourselves of like minds and that's what I really figured out, is that the, you just have to get out here and put yourself out here and make it happen. So it's, it's interesting because you talk about that you use the race to kind of focus yourself, but then you also talk about we're on the like journey. So there's a, there's a community aspect as well. So you take, take power, if you will, from those others around you. As you push through this mountain and you're on that journey and that death race, you've got people to your left and to your right who are pushing themselves as well. But they, do they feed you as well? Do they kind of give you the energy to... They, they to, sure to, do. The, the people out here are, are so inspiring. Um, they keep me going, help me become a better person by seeing some of the amazing things that, you know, better athletes than I, weaker athletes than I, they're all out here giving 100%. And that motivated me to say there's something better for my life, there's something better I can do for my children and for myself and to put the drug and alcohol down and, and focus on helping others through service and community. But the community here at Spartan is one that I am loyal to to the end because it saved my life. Well, you've got to be loyal to be standing out here in this right now, but you're right. There are guys that are out here who are athletic, guys, women are out here that are athletic, but it's really, this is really more of a test of will, mm -hmm. right? The, the whole grit aspect to it, the mentality of it, mm -hmm. right? Are, are you going to do what you said you're going to do? Will you, once you've made the kind of the public commitment and say, I will take on this race, whether you're going to do it or not, right? Correct. So once you kind of sign the dotted line, it, it, whether you've done it yourself or you've made a public commitment, now you've got to kind of step forward and do it, right? Mm -hmm. So, I, so I, I get that aspect. And then I wonder that the drugs, again, it, it was that, and, and it, this is too personal, I mean, was that a need to be community as well or something? I mean, what, what, were, what was it you were looking for? I was numbing myself out. I was a loner stoner, so to speak. Um, I didn't hang out with other people. I was very happy numbing myself out and hiding away from a lot of things in my past and worried about having that compelling future and not knowing how to get there. So drugs gave me that escape into right. to, to bliss. But once I was able to put those down and open myself up and be honest about who I am and what I'm doing and open myself to others. 
um, that need went away. And now I can look myself in the mirror and come out here and be honest and own my past. Because if anyone out there is struggling, there is a way to the other side. All right, Ray, so let me, let me ask you, for anybody out there who's struggling with, you know, with addiction or with whatever their, their individual demons, if you will, whatever it is, how, how do they take that first step in your advice? How, how do they get moving? The hardest step is picking up the, phone, picking up the phone and reaching out to another human being. I'm willing to be that human being for a lot of people out wow. there, and I'll put my contact information out there if you all want to because I think it's that important. The, it becomes a test of will. You need to pick the phone up. I'm working with two addicts right now who I'm trying to get to pick the phone up and call rehab because that's the step they have to do on their own. But I will be there every step of the way to get them there. But it's reaching out for help and just asking. That's all it is because the people in the Spartan community will gather around you and hold you high and help you to the best of their ability. They'll keep moving you forward, but you still have to be putting your own foot forward at every step of the way. It's up to you. Well, that's some great advice. So if there's anybody out there that's struggling with any type of addiction or you just don't feel that uh, you you can face the challenges that are in front of you, Go ahead, pick up a phone, call somebody, call Ray. We'll talk to you and we'll get you out here and we'll, we'll start your journey to success. Can I add one last comment? One more thing. Yeah, Let's if say. you have to, uh, Joe, uh, Joe DeSana knows how to reach me pretty much 24-7. And he will when someone needs help. And I will follow up with that person, guy, gal, no matter where you are in the world. So uh, it's up Good. to you, but uh, you're only one step behind in a 100-mile race. So keep moving forward. Well, great advice. Okay, go. Um, Okay, uh, I, I'm inspired by the way he stands. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand. I think we should all be great posture. stoic, like like you're, you're, Ray. What a, what a legend, guys! I mean, you guys yeah. know him really well. He's a good friend to you, and, and yeah, so so strong, strong person. And, and Ray talks very openly about his challenges and his addictions and whatnot. And so I've known Ray since 2011, and um, he was here in Vermont. He talks about the mountain saving his life. So the first time I met Ray, he was out doing a death race, and um, got got sort of lost out in the mountains on his own, and. Um, Mark, you've been there out in these mountains by yourself. And oh, yeah. You, you spend a lot of time thinking about things. And I think Ray really has sorted through some stuff. But the other interesting thing with that is he talks about the, the gradual um, getting better with his, with his addiction challenges. And um, to, to see him sort of now, I, I, I know Ray and I can look at Ray and I can say that guy is doing well now. Yeah, and there was, so I was just going to say a time not so long ago where, where Ray was still trying to pretend to be doing well for people to know what I mean. And it's so awesome to see a guy just fully own it and really come out the other end. So sorry, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal to see that. But you see that so often in the death race community. There's so many people that have their inner demons that mm-hmm. they've used that race to get through. Yeah. Uh, some are more open than others. And yeah. some, you know, everyone has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And you know, the death race, I think, helps everyone get through their story and, and get past it. And it's, you know, it's no surprise that Ray was able to use that uh, to his advantage as well. well and, and I think the personality trait that drives people um, to extreme racing like this, we can talk about it being addictive, but it's also um, so many people who end up with huge success later on in life, whether it's at a CEO level or at a sales level or whatever level, quite often they're rechanneling what might have been a more um, destructive path before. And, and we hear that again and again and again on these podcasts. You know, the business person who says, yeah, I was, uh, I was a, uh, a gang member when I was a kid. Or, mm-hmm. or the athlete who's saying, yeah, I used to, you know, Charlie Engel talked about that he'd been an addict for years before he found this new addiction of running. And I think that um, 
That's really important because we, we talk in our society about um, ADD and OCD. It's a gift, not a disorder. <laughs> yeah, no, it's exactly Nature it. deficit disorder. Yeah, we, we, we come to the end with, with disorder and in, there's, everyone has tendencies, right? And so Ray's a guy who has tendencies and he's finding a better way to channel those tendencies. Yeah. And I just want to take it away from the, the sport and away from the extreme sport, especially to where we're, whatever our viewers or listeners are doing in their life to look at that thing that might be called a disorder and say, how can I rechannel this tendency into something more positive? And I want to actually ask Del about that as a doctor, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of the time we give people really easy labels to make them manageable in our minds. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's often, doctors are guilty of that, um, of using like ADHD in children as well, when actually what they are is just energetic young Normal beings. Normal need to go run around. No way of getting it out there. Yep. You know, things like Asperger's, real autism, you know, that takes a long time to truly diagnose. And, you know, that's, that's difficult. But ADD, Camel is it a disorder? Cups. Or is it just that people aren't necessarily being able to use their energies in a modern world, yeah. you know, in technology and the way that people are expected to sit down at a desk all day. Yeah, so a- ADHD like also, no, also showing... being known as a six-year-old boy being yeah. forced to sit in a desk all day, right? Well, so. I mean, I mean, I mean, and, th- and that's the time when you're most active and most aware. I mean, if, if, if often the analogy is made in like a hunter-gatherer society. If you were sitting there focused, oh, a lion's going to come up and attack you. You need to have that multi-sensory awareness and be looking all around and running around to get your food. And when you squash those types of brain patternings and that type of mental physical patternings when they're young so that they're sedentary and and i mean that's not the society i want to live in Mm -hmm. so as a young person every um i mean not that i went to a lot of therapists but anytime i did go to one they were like (laughs) they were like they were were like what do you want they're like riddling adderall just give it to me and i was like you know, I looked at my teachers. I was like, "Sorry, the death race is yeah. like a Do huge you, intervention." I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, right. I mean, the mountains are my therapy. Mountains, and, uh, mountains. Like, and let I'm, me outside. I'm really against negative words in general, and so the disorder yeah. thing is one. And you hear like post-traumatic stress disorder is another one that I cannot stand. And I learned a lot about post-traumatic growth over the last couple of years, and that's huh. the flip side of PTSD. what can come out of, of, can come out of something. Mm-hmm. And if you can key into that. Yeah. And that can be huge. It's enough to say post-traumatic yeah. stress, surely. Right. There is that. Yeah. And, you know, I, never, I, I no longer use the word don't quit. I use the words keep going because yep. there's a positive spin and you're not putting that negativity in your mind. And I just well. want to mention for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, hopefully you've watched every podcast we've ever done. And if you do, you know Mark's story. Uh, Mark, Watch on Mark. the far side here, um, who I also met around the same time that Ray, through death racing. That's and, right. Yeah. And I was always yep. super inspired by just his positive nature and his toughness. But then Mark was in a, uh, a very serious uh, motorcycle accident and actually lost most of your left leg. Um, my lower left leg. I yeah. lost my foot, basically. Yeah, sure. So well. not, not too much. I, I kept a bunch. Yeah, but say, okay. You look, you look I, even more All that I want to say is, isn't that a great example of positivity? Like, merely a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think. But that, that would sink a lot of people's battleship. Yeah. You know, you just kept battling through that. Yeah, but the clock keeps going. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for any addiction labels or disorder labels, you know, the guy you want to be stuck on a mountain with is a guy like Ray. Oh, Mark. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Johnny actually rescued me on this mountain two nights ago when I nearly went off to the car <laughs> off the side of the road. And we met on this mountain. So many good things happen on this mountain. But one, one, one quick thing on, on that power of intention, that power of um, your words. Uh, abracadabra, right? Like, you know, the casting spells and all that stuff. That actually, in its origin, means I create as I speak. 
Right. So the words that you speak create the reality around you. And so if you're you must speak a lot of reality. That's fantastic. Well, I also hang out with a lot of kids and yeah. only watch nature documentaries and kids. <laughs> but anyway, back to Ray Mormon. You know, um, you know, he's he's such a great guy. He's put himself out there um, for anyone who needs help. I mean, that's a really selfless thing to do. He's found a way where he's regained his strength and really become a role model within that community. So yeah. kudos to him. Yeah. And 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 he he's the type of guy that he was serious with that offer. If if you need to yeah. reach I out, loved, to him. I love the way he turned that yeah. turn around. Tell, he's helping himself by helping others because yep. he he now knows some tricks and he's willing to help everyone. Yep. And yeah. so uh, and so for more tricks, uh, come visit us on SpartanUpPodcast.com and uh, watch some other great interviews we have. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another epic story of success. If you like our message, tell your friends about Spartan Up. Then go subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you catch our show. The Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Spartan. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com.